Hello, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Ashley, when the heck are we this week? Well, we're one week into February of 1999. We're doing everything we can this year to make sure our lockers are stuffed with Valentine's goodies. Who do I have to seduce to get a card around here? Anyway, (laughs) anyway, cards are very valuable, I guess. Anyway, speaking of inappropriate liaisons, we interrupt today's episode of Young and the Restless to bring you a breaking news bulletin regarding Bill Clinton's impeachment hearing. Mm. I wonder how it turns out. ...from office, but in a funny kind of way, it's like a prosecutor saying to a jury, look, if you're not going to give this person the death penalty, just turn him free, because the result of that is going to be the president is going to walk away from this without even a verbal reprimand from the United States Senate. <clears throat> Thanks, Bob. Well. Uh, so there's no confusion. Acquittal for the president on both of the charges now seems assured. Acquittal would take 67 votes in the Senate, two-thirds of the Senate. Okay. Mm. This was, I think, our first news story of the year, the start of the Clinton impeachment hearing. Mm -hmm. And now we have resolution pretty quickly. Um, Acquitted. So um, take that for what it's worth. This news bulletin did, in fact, air during Young and the Restless, CBS broke in <laughs> to announce this. Thank so, you for I, that context. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, I watched, uh, I watched General Hospital, not the Young and the Restless. Right. Days oh, of yeah. Our Lives, Young and the Restless. Ashley's name apparently is inspired by what, a character named Ashley. And yeah. I don't want to, get, yeah. get, want to get too sucked into this, but I interrupted my mom's General Hospital viewing when she gave birth to me. Oh, wow. Aww. Anywho. Yeah. And did she go to a private practice or a general? Okay. Hospital? <laughs> nice. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Were you a restless baby or just a young baby? Just a young baby. <laughs> I guess that's redundant. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's really important news, but we've got other things to do, like hit up the cinema. Ashley, anything playing this week? Well, there's a workplace comedy about the monotony and soul-crushing nature of office work. Oh, it's directed by the guy who made Beavis and Butthead. So I bet it's kind of more fun than it sounds. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um, Mike Judge. Uh, what's what's that movie called? Office Space. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, It is a classic, and it doesn't 100% fit the teen comedy or teen drama theme. So anything else? Well, there does happen to be one more teen drama with Sir Michelle Geller, Ryan Phillippe, Reese Witherspoon, and everyone else you know from the 90s. Uh, the poster makes it look quite like a sultry love affair. It's pretty steamy. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you have like very, it's like a black background, bright red lettering, and then you have really s- sexy, sexy people on it. And Sir Michelle oh. Geller's boobs are probably like a third of the cover. Right. There's some cleavage for sure. Yeah, just a little bit. Oh. Okay. Um, that Go sounds girl. that sounds great. So office space, stapler, <laughs> yeah. or cleavage? I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, we're you know we're fully invested in the the teen space, so I think we got to go with cruel intentions. You know, uh, office life isn't is exciting. Sexy. Is yeah, as sexy as teen <laughs> drama. <is> juicy. No. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. I said plenty more. Plenty more of that. Um, let's uh, <laughs> let's go to the movies. 
Yay. <laughs> Everybody does it. It's just that nobody talks about it. Check your hormones at the door. Critics are calling Cruel Intentions one of the sexiest, most fun movies of the year. Why don't you make yourself more comfortable? It's sharp, witty, and wickedly funny. I'm taking a shower. Want any company? Yes! Sensational. You don't get to have all the fun. Steamy. He's telling you the truth. And 100% entertaining. I thought we should celebrate. Cruel Intentions. It's quite intriguing. Rated R. Oh. Yeah. So... <laughs> We we're just leaving the theater, but in case you are hearing the trailer, like I don't know if the tone of the movie perfectly matches like the cheery, upbeat vibe of the marketing materials we've seen leading up to this epic release. But um the theater was was pretty festive. It seemed like a lot of kids. This is an R-rated movie. It seems mm-hmm. like a lot of the kids in there were definitely not um over 17 years old or no. accompanied by a um, adult. So we had some unaccompanied minors and they were really kind of like giggling and cackling at all the titillating material here. They haven't had the benefit of the future like we have and seen shows like Euphoria. So maybe this is a little more shocking back at the time than it was, but I don't know. We're uh, Ashley, Derek, what were y'all's just immediate reactions coming out of out of the movie um it's really sexy still (laughs) i don't think i was thinking it really is like i was thinking i would go back and watch (laughs) it and be like oh it's so cheesy and i was like no this is a pretty sexy movie (laughs) yeah is that a good thing yeah i think i think it's a really good thing i mean you have a really beautiful cast and sarah michelle geller is just like a fox yeah yeah she is Ooh, she's sexy steamy spicy whatever the trailer said <laughs> yeah um check your hormones at the door um we yes. did not in fact we um doubled down on hormones before before we saw it, oh, you, it up. You took because we're older now too? yeah well like <laughs> we're in our 30s we had to get like the hormones of uh you know our 19 year old 20 year old selves back when this came out so in my case um anyway i think this movie was doubly like shocking at the time and and seemed extra sexy because you're taking these actors that are known for you know like more pg pg 13 related Mm -hmm. material and putting them in this very adult um storyline that is inspired by some like crazy um uh novel from the 1700s yeah where it's adults manipulating other adults in all these like um psychopathic or all these like psychosexual ways Mm -hmm. and so the big the big twist uh of the the creators of this movie had was like what if we just set that story that type of story in high school um you know amidst the teen movie craze amidst like the breakout of dawson's creek and and things like that like let's take the actors from these popular teen shows put them in this very adult um situation and see what happens. Um, yeah, but it's wild. <laughs> it, it is wild, and yet, like, it's there's no nudity. No. Um, I mean, not like that. It need there Dang needs it. to be. Yeah, yeah, there didn't need to be. So they say that for the sequels. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen any of those. So Amy Adams is. It's so weird that Amy Adams is younger, plays a younger version of the Sarah Michelle Kel- character, and I like see her as older than than Sarah Michelle, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, in the sequel, she played 
yeah, the younger version of that character. So um, not that they were worried about continuity and timelines, particularly right. in that like horse <laughs> orgasming scene that is the only thing I remember from that oh, one. Oh, wow. I remember okay. friends talking about it, but I never watched it. So I think yeah. I watched the original or I watched Contentions maybe at a sleepover or something. And we were all like 12 or mm. I don't know how we were so young. And we're like, wow, this is kind of racy for like yeah. our age. Well, it's so, I mean, y'all both said it still feels that way. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I felt a little weird, I guess, you know, like watching it as an adult in the theater with all the, all the kids. Um, but like, I just don't know that it's like shocking anymore. I mean, it's, it's, I, I can remember the context of yeah. it being shocking, but like mm-hmm. the big, the big makeout scene, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's kind of funny. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of like, okay, this is rad, but yeah, you, you, like you're not getting overly excited about it. No. And believe me, I was when it, when it first came <laughs> yeah, out, same like, here. Yeah, I think everyone was. had a whole different effect on me um when my hormones were were uh, firing on all cylinders um but i think it's good i think it's a sign of maturity that, <laughs> that congratulations to... to us drew what about yeah. or us? like higher exposure to other images that are a little bit more yeah like class. yeah we were saying earlier euphoria yeah, yeah even yeah. like not not just you know the ubiquity of pornography and stuff like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's racier popular entertainment now um, for sure. So, but that makes it more fun. Now, I think some of the the problem with this movie or the difficulty of this movie, how it holds up is like the premise is pretty similar to a lot of other teen movies. There's some kind of contrived bet and we can play yeah. a clip from that in a second. And then like the way it plays out is just a series of kind of uh, manipulations and the character it's nobody to really root for which is fine you can have bad characters that you don't like mm-hmm. but it, I was confused the whole time kind of like where my allegiances fell um, I think let's that's play kind the clip. of why yeah, yeah we, we can talk about that later but yeah let's definitely play the bet clip yeah okay what are the terms <laughs> If I win, then that hot little car of yours uh, is mine. Start waste too. And mm-hmm. if I win, I'll give you something you've been obsessing about ever since our parents got married. <laughs> what could that be? Be more specific. This is why I wanted to play the video in the in background. English, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll fuck your brains out. Oh. Well, Buffy, Buffy did not say she's that. She's so innocent. No. Yeah. Um, there's some nice compilations back in the present day of of uh, Sarah Michelle dropping the f the f bomb throughout the movie. Uh, so that's one of the ways they're trying to be provocative. I don't know. What did you think? What did you guys think about the general thrust of the plot in this movie? Derek, I liked it. <laughs> it was it wasn't. It made it in, in the you know a plot driven movie. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I got so flustered I forgot what I was. Gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you sorry, rewatched my, the clip, didn't you? <laughs> my thrust, my my thrust pun uh, obscured the question. I just mean you. like this movie. It lost momentum for me about like halfway through. I love the scene, the it the opening. Did three quarters yeah. of the way for me. And yeah, I was like what's going on? 
okay. Well, it got kind of messy with all the different manipulations and storylines. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love the way the movie opens with him at the psychiatrist, like the way it sets up these characters is, is like really like he's playing this aloof kind of like dumb character and needy, um, uh, he like, is needy after all, but he is needy, but mm-hmm. he's totally manipulating the psychiatrist. And yes. then it turns out he like slept with and took nude pictures of her daughter. Her daughter. Tara, Tara Reed. Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had killer legs. He just wanted to photograph them. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> uses that line repeatedly. Yeah. Um, but the bet we should say, Ashley, do you want to kind of explain, you know, like how, who is the subject of the bet in her introduction into the movie? It's a big reveal. <laughs> Nev Campbell? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, Annette. Oh, okay. I was like, which one? Which bet? Because I feel like there's a lot of things going on. But okay. So Reese Witherspoon plays this character, Annette Hargrove, who's just like this innocent virgin saving herself for marriage. Um, and she's just so happens to be staying at their like aunt's lake house for the summer or something like that. And so if he can have sex, if Sebastian played by Ryan Phillippe can have sex with Annette, then he gets to have sex with stepsister. And then yep. if he, <laughs> and then if he doesn't get to have sex, it doesn't have sex with Annette, then his stepsister, Catherine gets his car. Yep. Essentially. And, and along the way, he needs to seduce Selma Blair's character so that Sarah Michelle can get revenge on some like douchey college dude who yeah. dumped her for for Selma Blair's character she's innocent and then Sarah Michelle Gellar has to sleep with Selma Blair's character's love interest because why not (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot of different love triangles going on um the the I feel like the kind of the heart that's probably not the right word but like the central the central yeah (laughs) (laughs) romance of the movie is you're supposed to kind of come around on the Ryan Phillippe Reese mm-hmm. Witherspoon relationship, right? I mean, yeah. well, I mean, and, that's kind of how it wraps up too. But it's hard too because they've known each other for like three days. Like I don't, no, I don't no, know. they've known each other for a long while. No, they haven't. Just the summer. I yeah. mean, however much of the summer we're seeing, he knew about her from a magazine article. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Got yeah, they didn't then, know each other before that meeting. I mean, he like he seemed to know about her before we read that article because he already had planned out you know how that well, she was coming wild and... diary thing yeah he's writing that as he goes in the mm-hmm. summer yeah yeah okay yeah. gotcha but it, I, I was just and you, we're gonna jump around like plot wise because the movie's kind of convoluted but mm-hmm. by the end um she seems to be kind of like triumphant and happy as she's driving away in in his car and but she's also like completely false for him in the process of this seduction like most rom-coms and and i don't know i didn't really buy i didn't really understand her character at all throughout the movie wait so she was not part of the bet yes she was so she got his yeah she's the subject of the bet no catherine's supposed to get his car Okay. Yeah. okay. But Annette got it. So she ended up getting it. Yeah. She okay. gets it because <laughs> he gets in a fight on the side of the road and, and stumbles into she stumbles into traffic and then he gets hit by a car. He saves her. Saving her. Yeah. yeah. Saving her. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Which, I guess that's his redemption. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, and every time I see that part, even though it's I've seen this movie a billion times, I always cry every time. It's yeah, because of the music. And then, and then the music plays and everything <laughs> swells and then my eyes start to swell and then I start crying every time. <laughs> this might this be the ultimate. one I did not yeah. cry to. Oh, really? Man. Or cry at. Cry yeah, at. I mean, they're really pulling pulling the heartstrings with the colorblind song. So this movie has a classic trope of they get in a fight and then she's leaving um, to, to fly. Uh, she's leaving to go to the airport and he somehow beats her there. And then it's Counting Crows colorblind is playing. She's going up an escalator and it's re- and he's revealed to be standing at the top of the escalator. And um, then they really awkwardly make out for about five seconds. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> There's a couple of scenes. I think they do have really good chemistry. And Ryan Phillippe is such an interesting performer. He's like very vulnerable, a little mm-hmm. effeminate. Like you can, but he's playing such a devious like character in this. I think he does a great job of of like being appealing mm-hmm. while also being a completely horrible person. Um, yeah. Whereas Sarah Michelle Gellar is just yeah. trying to go into full like um, evil mode. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to the Rose McGowan character in, in uh, Jawbreaker, perhaps. But but the way that like Reese falls for him, finds out about the bet, of course, they have a huge fight. And then pretty much all he has to do to make, a, make it up to her is, is, you know, show up at the airport. And um, I guess they would have lived happily ever after if he hadn't gotten hit by a car. Yeah. But, <laughs> yep. but she also but seems did. like she seems like triumphant and celebratory at the end. It, it, the end made me question everything in the sense of like, was she somehow like aware and manipulating them the whole time? No. Yeah. No, it was more like she but I'd actually like to think that, but no. finally realized that what he was saying to her, even though she kind of saw through him was that she, he really did love her. And he, she got to see his diary or whatever that was. Journal. Right. And she was just like, you know what? I saw this and fuck everybody that he didn't feel comfortable with. Yeah, but it's a bridge way, way, way too far. There's no coming back from I I don't think like anybody could be in a relationship with him after that's revealed. I mean, maybe like, you know, years down the line and he's had like more than um, a a couple weeks to, to reform. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but like yeah it, it it really undermines any of the agency and kind of like um power that that reese weatherspoon's character might be portrayed to have the fact that she would fall for him in my yeah opinion. i would have liked the ending if it was like something like her monologue saying like i knew who you were all along or something and that just ended and you're like oh shit like that'd have been cool yeah. if that was a good twist at the end but no yeah, she just she... loved him and she got his car somehow i don't know yeah, I mean, she takes down. Um, uh, which, oh, she takes down Catherine. Yeah, and you know, publishes the big makes copies of his diary, which has an entry, a damning entry about Catherine and her notorious cross no that she wears around her neck. Yeah, that that is her. Um, you know, like she gets her power from the Lord, and <laughs> it's immediately revealed early on in the movie after she says that that she does coke out of out of the cross. Um, so that gets, that gets spilled in dramatic fashion as bittersweet symphony is playing. And she's like, I don't know, expelled from school. She's not like dead or or like going to jail or anything. Maybe she is. Um, but her reputation is just, 
ruined. Yeah, she'll probably uh, just transfer to no school and she'll be fine. But the, every time I rewatch this movie, like like you mentioned, you've seen it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. It it reminds me of how many kind of slow parts there are in between these iconic moments that we remember, mm-hmm. like the bittersweet symphony music drop and the colorblind one and some of the the Reese Weatherspoon and Ryan Philpy in the car scene yeah. where she's making the faces like <laughs> yeah is 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 really uh like genuinely funny and charming mm-hmm. um there's a there's a lot to like here and a lot to be nostalgic for but also just kind of emptiness <laughs> at its oh, core no. I still I mean, loved it I still really enjoyed watching it again yeah and it's it's hard to like I don't know. I just had a different relationship with it, which is, I guess, the point. Like, you know, if I had the same exact relationship that I remembered in the throes of youth uh, <laughs> as I do now, like as a very mature, um, super mature, mature adult. Yeah. The that, maturest that, of all of us. That lives yeah. in 1999. Times a million. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I'll take that. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, are, what else are we missing? We got we got Pacey, Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek. Um, Sean Patrick Thomas in- from Save the Last Dance. Oh yeah, so he oh, plays yeah. um he plays Selma Blair's uh, violin teacher slash love interest. Um, who cello right or is it a cello not a violin? Because it's a standing. Sure. Yeah, I don't really I know. know instruments that well. It's, it's not a cello. It's not, it's, it's not floor standing. Oh, I don't she know. Holds it, I thought it was a cello she holds it between reason. her. Yeah. Well. Let's not get bogged down on what woodwind instrument it is. The, the point is he like sits behind her, holds it and, you know, whispers into her ear while they're, while they're practicing and they fall in love, but her mom isn't having any of it because he's She's a racist asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a pretty, I, I thought that scene was pretty, you know, held up pretty well where he like uh, calls her out. And then leaves their, their, like, she's like, I took you off the streets. And he's like, I'm going to Harvard. What, what yeah. are you talking about? I live, I live like uh, six blocks away. Like there's, mm-hmm. it's funny because in this, in this world, it's like gossip girl where the difference between the Uber, Uber rich and having like a mansion in Manhattan, uh, which where houses, you know, like <laughs> don't even exist, uh, whatever Ryan uh, Philippi pulls up to in his Jaguar and, and like just parks in the middle of, of the street, like <laughs> houses like that are for the, the absolute like upper tier of society. And he's like very well off, but nowhere, you know, aside from being black, not even in their like financial stratosphere, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so some good commentary in terms of things like that. Um, and then, and then, yeah, it's just like, it's trying really hard. I think to be, to be sexy and provocative. And it comes up to me now as kind of humorous and entertaining, like kids well, pretending day, to be it, adults. Back in the day when it came out, it was like, Oh, you got to be careful watching this film. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't watch it with your, dirty. Like, your parents. Yeah. yeah. But it's it, not well, so I mean, dirty nowadays. And it, and it, I just don't even think it was that. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. That was the perception. And, and I would have been like really embarrassed and nervous to be caught watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely uh, exciting 
seeing uh, Buffy and and these other people um, playing these characters. Um, I mean, she gets pretty aggressively felt up by her brother. There's, I think, a and pretty... she aggressively feels him up too. Well, right. As I was gonna say, she's giving him a hand job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but but they don't show. I mean, like it's all it's all very suggestive, but not uh, not explicit. So, I think that's more like more effective it would be Mm -hmm. you know awkward to watch them you know to watch there be actual nudity i was reading something about their like an explicit sex scene and i think that's when ryan philippi um kisses selma blair below the waist but they don't again with that they don't show anything either Mm -hmm. um so again we're not advocating or not i'm not suggesting they should have had all these teen (laughs) actors they would have like the porn then (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, like, but that's what I mean. Like, this yeah. wasn't watching Cinemax after dark. This mm-hmm. was watching a legitimate movie, a, a seemingly legitimate movie with actors we like that were very famous at mm-hmm. the time doing sexy things like play, play sexy acting. And it, yeah. it tricked us. Yeah. Skip school <laughs> and go watch acting. this twice a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it was a trick, though, like, at the or, or a sign of like how far things have changed because like, it just it just wouldn't be that shocking at the at, at this point i don't think mm-hmm. even for for people that would have been our age when this came out so um so yeah some real like greatest hits moments in the movie that i'll never forget but i don't know if it start to finish fully works but that's fine it doesn't need to yeah um any other highlights y'all want to talk about before we um, move to Poetry Corner? I liked um, Dawson's Creek character a lot. Joshua Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. I, keep, yeah, I, always, a, forget he, I always forget he's in it. Yeah, he plays a gay, um, blonde drug dealer. Yep. Um, and he kind of tricks this jock dude into coming over. Again, another one of like the random sex mm-hmm. manipulations of the movie he uh makes a deal with ryan Philpy's character to catch them in the act because they think he was the guy the the jock dude who's closeted um they think he was the one who told annette that ryan Philpy was a playboy and he was um, well he is but he is not the one who told right it was it was actually maybe it was someone's mom it was oh it was um cecilia's mom or cecile or whatever her name yeah is. someone blair's mom the one the racist older white woman um, oh that's right yeah i forgot she, about that because she didn't like because ryan philby was always like really rude and and inappropriate towards her and everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> so how are things down under blossoming i hope yeah yeah, yeah. aggressively um like sexual around her innocent little um, someone 26 year old daughter. She was 26 yeah. When this film. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they, I mean, they, they were all well into their, into their twenties, mm-hmm. but still feels like close enough in terms of teen movie actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, it's, it's still exciting to watch, um, still get all the, the iconic moments you remember, but, but, um, you just got to cruise through the, the walls, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Ashley, would you care to 
take us to a dark and steamy pool room um, (laughs) for a poetry reading okay all right this one's a doozy um it was just a bet another fucking bet except this time i had to do with little step sibling fuckery (laughs) tete-a-tete the details were this get the new headmaster's daughter annette in bed and sebastian's stepsis catherine will let you put it in any hole i mean that's basically what she said Yep. And have, yeah, just just wait here. We oh, cut the clip off please. before it before it she got there. Yeah. Um, the and poetry if, happen. And if Sebastian fails to seal the deal, Catherine gets to have his 56 roadster. What a steal. So innocent virgin Annette comes into the picture and Sebastian tries his best to dick her. <laughs> but she puts up a couple of days worth of will they or won't they vibe until she gives in and they both go for a ride. Not the ride like you're thinking, dirty mind. Oh. One to the rush, one to the nursing home, joy aside. That's when <laughs> that's when uh, Annette sees Sebastian for more than an asshole. There's that word hole again. Anyway, she holds his hand in the car and touches his soul. And then she starts to see him for a better guy just by that twinkling look in his eye. So they have sex and the soundtrack is bumping while he just kept a hump, hump, humping. <laughs> he goes back to his place where Sorry. Catherine is ready to fuck, but now Sebastian wouldn't touch her, not even for a suck. So now, this is a, so now he's in, in love and he tries to end things with Annette. So when she starts the new school, she isn't seen as a slut or just a bet. Anywho, Sebastian decides he actually wants a net for his forever lady. He's finally on the right path until he gets into a fight and gets hit by a car. Thanks, Kath. Didn't that come out of left field? How bizarre. And yes, he dies. But to no surprise, Catherine is now the true scandal because Sebastian's book of conquest is published and it's even more than she can handle. Now, Catherine is indeed oh, mounds of powdery shit as the headmaster dumps out her coke habit. Jesus Christ. That, that is definitely, I mean, best. that, that is was absolutely more, the best. Absolutely the best. The best poetry absolute, corner. More, more, um, provocative and titillating than the movie even i would, I would <laughs> argue um i was trying was, to go on par with great, like the, the tone of the movie so yeah yeah oh, well I've gotta wipe the tears off my eyes that was fun. our very r-rated <laughs> poetry corner um yeah. <laughs> all the more appropriate for this pre-valentine's day episode and um as we wrap up the opening segment of new release, um, we'll be back to talk a little bit more about the movie. But this week, um, we are going to play Rank the Blank, as always. Ooh. And I think the sponsor is going to be really happy with Ashley's Poetry Corner. Oh, no. <laughs> so they would love to be associated with... Um, all the all the holes that that you referenced <laughs> throughout and and the rest <laughs> the oh subject gosh. matter i'm, I'm anyway you know, i'm flustered so anyway Derek? let's let's um let's play rank the blank sponsored by this before i play any audio this clip is not this company is not sponsored at all or affiliated with new release the toy store favored by families for generations has inspired kbkids.com with thousands of toys from hard to find learning toys to the hot toys kids just gotta have hot toys (laughs) kbkids.com we get toys as well as any grown-ups can cool kbkids.com we get toys kbkids.com check it out all lego building products 
They are no longer a sponsor or a pretend sponsor. <laughs> Use our not. promo code at kvkids.com. Dot sexy. Mitch, yeah. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> to get the hottest sexy. The hottest in KY toys. Wait, no, KB toys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're on thin ice um, this whole episode. Thanks so, to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I not don't me. know. Definitely not think, me. Yeah. I think it was <laughs> definitely the movie's fault. It's completely out of our control. <laughs> um, when we're in this post-movie euphoria. It's so, steamy. We can't see through our glasses anyway. Yeah, exactly. All right. Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, Most Twisted Bet. So this is clearly a trope in teen movies of the time. We've seen it happen, you know, notoriously in one of the early movies we watched in this uh, six week period, but it's, it's exists a little bit outside of the genre. So Ashley, you want to go through some examples of twisted bets from movies? Sure. So we had one recently, uh, make any girl prom queen. And she's all that with a, just a fucking bet. Um, <laughs> staying single and Tom cats going 40 days without sex in 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, American pie kids trying to lose their virginity. 10 things. I think 10 things might count. I was it came up in my research a lot. How um, to lose a guy in 10 days. That's a bet. We'll do that one. Okay. Um, cheap thrills, pretty fucked up, but I didn't see that. So I don't know what that means. It's like What's a bet rich couple daring people. It's a horror movie daring um, this couple to like do uh, crazy things. Like basically murder. Yeah. Okay. It, it escalates in a hurry. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then trading places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. So all over the place, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't you plug our Instagram? Oh yeah. We have an Instagram. It's new release podcast. You should follow it. It's pretty cool. There you go. <laughs> fashion forward or fashion minds. However fashion you want to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Well, um, let's get right into our nominees for this week. Of course, the bet that is central to Cruel Intentions, which we talked about earlier, Ken Ryan Phillippe's sleep with the ultimate virgin, Reese Witherspoon's character. So um, there's, it's pretty twisted. It's she's all that times like, you know, instead of just making her the prom queen, it's seducing her and, and taking a very prized um, character trait that she holds near and dear. So that's fucked up. Um, Ashley, what's your choice? I'm going to go with a uh, coin toss and no country for old men. Yeah. Which is also was... really intense. I rewatched it a few <laughs> times today because I was like, oh, I forgot the scene. Um, but basically Javier Bardem, Bardem walks in and he does a coin toss with this old man that works at the gas station. And it's really uncomfortable. And he's basically tossing the coin to figure out if he's going to kill him or not based on what he guesses. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's, it's really the only the only quibble I'll have with this. It's certainly twisted. Um, yeah. is like it's a one sided bet. It's a bit of a rhetorical <laughs> question slash bet. Like you know, he doesn't really give them uh, an out. So anyway, um, it's it's probably even more all the more twisted because of that. So good choice. Yeah. Mm -mm. For mine, um, I'm going a little more traditional with a um, very intense movie uh, called Uncut Gems that is all about 
the Adam, Adam Sandler's sports gambling addiction. And the whole movie is like the most tense, stressful, like 90 minutes you could possibly spend, but somehow in a really fun and entertaining it was like way. 90 minutes. I don't know. I don't, I mean, just, just like throwing that out there hours. Yeah. I, I, I love the movie, but it's, you're, you're so nervous every time he makes a bet. And then of course, by the end of the movie, he makes the most extreme, you know, he bets everything that he's, he's won and, and, and kind of like, um, uh, scratched and clawed for in his business on this three-way, uh, parlay bet where the Celtics need to win the opening tip, which is completely random. Kevin Garnett needs to have 26 points and rebounds combined, which is kind of random, but that seems reasonable. And then the Celtics need to win. So he's sweating out this three-leg parlay. And I think he's got like a $1.2 million on the line. And I won't spoil the end of the movie, but um, things end in um, extreme fashion. I'll spoil it. Murder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay well, yeah he gets killed uh he wins the bet and i didn't dies. see it fuck it's okay it's that wasn't a long enough it's incredible alert. actually that is that is blasphemous like this is one of my favorite I movies i didn't like it yeah well i know i would highly encourage derek to watch it though well okay, i'm not derek, going to now you can yeah. still watch it, it doesn't it's i fine. can i could still watch even even jamie appreciated it. i'm surprised you eat. didn't like it ashley yeah i, I don't know I, I thought it was really i didn't like his acting just seems wow. so like intense the whole time. I just didn't care for it. Okay, well that's fair. Um, but I wouldn't. I I wouldn't act like you know that's the minority opinion on the movie. Oh, most. for sure. Yeah. So that's mine, Derek. What about you? So I was. I really don't have one this week. I was hoping and relying on our Instagram followers to give me a good one to fight for. Okay. And Did we get one. <laughs> I don't know if we got any. We Did- got. The Han Solo when he wins the Falcon. Yeah, so bet, bet. so I was looking that up, and that's on a TV show called Solo, which isn't even out yet. But the movie Solo, does he bet? Does Han Solo? I I think so. Or, sorry, does um. Oh, I think man, it, I'm. Sh- it's not yeah. part of the movie. It's it's not like there's the pod racing scene, which has nothing to do with this. But there is some like um when I was looking this up, there are some Star Wars related answers he won the millennium falcon in in a bet he says like as an offhanded comment at some point i thought um okay so or he like wagered it and had to win it had to win it back i apologize to all the star wars fans super fans (laughs) especially i love it but i don't know every second of the the film and all the uh the backstory but so i'm gonna fight for Han Solo betting for the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Well, right. Is it Millennium? I don't even know. Millennium. I'm also not a Star Wars. Wow. Millennium Falcon. Well, let's just Uh-oh. move on. Losing yeah. the audience. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to edit all of this out. Not. <laughs> no, 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 we, no. we need to get berated in the comments. Okay. Because yeah. we get a ton of comments. We're so oh, yeah. Good. Bring it on. Um, <laughs> great movie, by the way. So. Cruel Intentions, we usually start, Ashley, we give you the honors of uh, kind of positioning the movie uh, from that inspired the topic first. So where does Cruel Intentions fall in this hierarchy here? Well, it's not a bet of life or death or <laughs> I mean, $1.2 million. I mean, he yeah. does die, but not plan. 
Um, I think it's pretty low. Well, I Most guess it's twisted. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty, I was, okay. It is. I was going to say up. it depends how much we want to zero in on the word twisted. I mean, yeah, it's not the Han highest Solo winning the Falcon of the millennial fashion. <laughs> uh, the least yeah. twisted. Least twisted. Thank you. By yeah. the way, we're coming up on a new millennial. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So Derek slash the Instagram person's yeah. last. So sorry. sorry. Yeah, um, we won't we won't lump the the anonymous Instagram user in Derek last. Contentions is oh man. I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's user. it's so twisted in the in their like motives. Like they're yeah, just like complete evil. Yeah, completely sociopathic about it. Like they just, I mean, he's like his his comeback is um, or his justification is like, do you know what this will do for my reputation? Yeah, <laughs> that's all he cares about. Yeah. <laughs> so it it's their motives are super twisted. Javier Bardem is a psychopath. Yeah. And and Adam Sandler's character is a gambling addict. And he's like already lost his family basically because, because of mm-hmm. his, his habits. So I don't know. I, I think cruel intentions just because it's more relatable in a sick way. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess sports gambling, like no one, I, I think Javier Bardem's in a different category. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like a murderous psychopath that has developed this fun quirk Yeah. Um, before he kills people. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Okay, um, so cruel intentions, then uncut gems, then no country, and then Han Solo and whatever movie that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and I forgot my favorite quote from Sarah Michelle, um, where she has maybe her most like human kind of like uh, empathetic moment in the movie, where she's explaining like that she's not always happy all the time and why she wants to go after this, this dude who, who betrayed her. And she's like, I'm Marsha fucking Brady of the upper East side. And sometimes I want to kill myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that whole monologue. That's I tried to, there's not a good, um, there's not a good clip of it on, on YouTube, unfortunately, but she, she's really good in the movie. Her character is pretty one dimensional, Mm -hmm. but there's like, there's some gems of a performance in there for sure, but not uncut. So. Yeah, definitely not. Uncut. Oh yeah. <laughs> some um, very, very heavily cut gems. Yeah. All right. So the movie won. Yeah. Wow. I didn't actually see that coming. Me neither. Cruel intentions. Play that clip. Everybody loves me. Ow! And I intend to keep it that way. She suspects that your impotent alcoholic father is diddling the maid. That's so romantic. What's up your ass? Loser. I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the oh. Upper East Side, and nice. sometimes I want to kill myself. Good for you. <laughs> baby's upset by the big bad book. Eat me, Sebastian. Blow me. Eat me, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, there's a little taste of her. To our movie of the week. Yeah. yeah. Did Winning it. Rank the Blank. Oh, All yeah. right. Well, that's it for Rank the Plank this week. Sponsored, not really, by KB Toys and KBKids.com. Make sure you flood that website with <laughs> um, your promo codes to get 20% off. So um, I assure you, they still work. Now, back to our feature presentation. This promo codes don't exist. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Now that things have settled down in the wake of this scandalous new movie release, Ashley, um, the critics are calling one of the most 100% entertaining <laughs> movies that <laughs> oh. ever, um, according to the marketing material. Um, what's been uh, the buzz around town about Cruel Intentions? Well, the audience loved it. I mean, as we could tell when we were watching it. Yeah. The giggling and the laughter and also enjoying it. Um, critics, 50-50. Mm, <laughs> they liked it or not. But it's really, I think it's like an, it's an audience movie. It's not a critical, critically acclaimed movie by any means. Um, um what did ebert have to that's say what, that's what yeah that's what you think <laughs> we might be in for another twist oh no blast from the past let's hear from our friend i was looking at a high school production of a grown-up play but it was a good production spirited and i liked it i think it's cynicism from aerosol can it's like a high school play with sock puppets i mean it's a movie that attempts to be very smart but John Hughes has already preempted these guys with this stuff. He's actually made a bunch of really interesting versions about this kind of movie. And what he does is he actually brings romance into the heart of cynicism, which in the end is what the real dangerous liaison is all about. But Hughes never... Yeah, so that's Elvis Mitchell guesting on Ebert. He's a he's still a, a movie critic on NPR and, and um, has his own show now. But that was, that was fun. So Ebert, in a, another shocking twist, comes out with a mild defense of this movie and then elvis eviscerates him in the the movie um ever so, gave it three stars yeah i mean so. that's it's so random seeming what he he likes like seems well, like this yeah oh i was gonna say he even said like still overall the film at least has style and wit and a lot of devious fun with its plot compared to the sluggish jawbreaker so he still hates jawbreaker oh but... wow yeah he won't let it go i mean yeah <laughs> I can see the production value maybe appealing to him more than Jawbreaker. And I guess it's the tone. It, this movie takes itself more seriously, but mm-hmm. it's also has a lot of the the things that he's seen, like the morally corruptness of this movie seems to be something that turns him off. Maybe because it knows it's doing that. He's fine with it. I, I don't know. Unfortunately, don't know. we can't ask him. How did it uh, how did it do in the box office with all these stars in it? Yeah, so um, it did okay. It is number two behind uh, another star-studded movie. Analyze this, um, but it it came in with uh, analyze this had eighteen million and cruel intentions had thirteen million. Um, she's all that hanging in there, down at number ten. Um, that's about it. Office space further down the list, crashing. Um, as we know, that movie would only really find its audience on DVD. So this was a mild success, um, I would say. It was filmed in six weeks, which is pretty pretty fast. Yeah, that's a really aggressive timeline. Yeah. So. so I thought, and I thought the shots and everything were really well done. So overall, yeah, I mean, there was something I read about the production design and it, contrasting this with Jawbreaker in the sense that they were given um, the full go ahead to use really dark. Uh, tones and make this feel like a tragedy um, not like Jawbreaker is equally tragic for the, the characters yeah. involved but they uh, they purposely coat it in this candy like uh, color palette so yeah this movie quite the quite the opposite in terms of its tone and, and vibe mm-hmm. would you okay Big question. I don't really know yeah. what you guys are going to say um, this time. Usually I do. But is this a new release or old news? 
What do you guys think? Yeah, um, I'll let y'all go first. I think it's a new release for Agreed. its time, like 1999 coming out with a movie like this. Like it's very different and including all those actors from the 90s from like Dawson's Creek and Buffy. They're all innocent. And like, I'm going to say new release and I okay. recommend it. I agree. New release. Ooh. Easy. Drew? I, I hate Uh-oh. to do it. I hate Uh-oh. to do it. No. But I have to I have to say old news. It's just it's not that it's that it's not still good. It's just that it's not it doesn't have nearly the same impact on me anymore. So I feel like for me personally, it's old news. Um, okay. I still I still I can separate. I heard this really good definition of nostalgia earlier this week um, where it's intentionally misremembering something from the past to be better or more like to have a warmer uh, feeling about it than you did. So if I was just like thinking back on this movie, I would be very nostalgic for it. But Mm -hmm. in the moment rewatching it, I can tell like, I don't feel that way. I don't have that honest emotional reaction to it anymore. I can still tap into it. And I still love the, the, the high points. Um, and I still love the music, <laughs> mm-hmm. the music drops. The soundtrack but, is so good. Yeah. Well, it so, opens I mean, with placebo, which is I one know of my I used to bands. love that. Oh, man. Yeah. I used to love it in high school. It's I absolutely encourage people to still watch it. I just think it fits the, the definition of old news for me personally. OK, Um. so how late 90s? Let's have one to 99. Is this movie including music, tropes, actors, which oh, actors alone? I don't know. Um, right now we have Jawbreaker in the lead with 98 out of 99. She's all that with 97 and Varsity Blues at 91. Yeah, maybe because it... we... I mean, is this a 96? <laughs> well, I, I think last week we were anticipating this and so we gave Jawbreaker a 98. Well, I only this... said that because of opposite of 69. Oh, uh, sneaky. Sorry. Sneaky. And dirty. Yang yang. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm done here. Y'all figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> I, think- I mean, we've we've got a 97 and a 98. So, yeah. I mean, is it is it more late 90s than she's all that or jawbreaker in some in some areas? Maybe the cast. Even, but I mean, even the she's all that cast is it rivals mm-hmm. it to some to to a large degree. I mean, I'd I, be OK with the 96, 69. Yeah, I still think jawbreaker and she's all that more 90s yeah the the we one clear the sweet spot in the 90s here oh yeah mm-hmm. i think the one clear um detraction for its late 90s grade is like since they since they um brought it from an other like another time period and, and modernized it i feel like they they kind of kept some like timeless elements to it and maybe it just doesn't feel as like stereotypically 90s as these other movies i mean like the fashion and jawbreaker and she's all that and stuff yeah feel maybe because it's the new york setting and i think more of like a west coast um mm-hmm. 90s vibe but this felt like more classical um in in a sense so but right. still still way up there so 96 it is all right <laughs> Um, what do we want to include in the gift shop? Uh, each week when you we watch the movie, we take something from the movie and sell it for profit with a, our own twist on it. So we have a Brendan Fraser Chia pet. 
<laughs> Blast <laughs> in the luck. past. Um, a jawbreaker, for- jawbreaker fortune teller, where each layer is a new fortune. Um, we have some art sacks, new release playbook. What do we want from this? Yeah, I guess so. The Chia Pet was inspired by our not real sponsor from that week, the yeah. Chia Corporation. <laughs> it would be interesting I'm if we tied in to retire from this portion of today's podcast because you know what I would do. No, I don't. Wow. That was very well, dramatic. Yeah, what, what would you do? What'd you do? <laughs> The one thing that I remember from this film. The cross? Yeah. 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 So we could sell our own um pixie crosses. Pixie stick um holder. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Or it could it'd be more it could blow bubbles. It could you could put blood in it. Oh yeah. Actually that's I think it should blow bubbles. I think it's like innocent in it. and nice. Oh, because of vampires and Bucky. Angelina Jolie had yeah, like a with Billy bonus. Bob. But that's a good explanation too. Yeah, let's do uh bubble crosses. Okay. okay, so bubble. You won't get expelled cross. for this. Nope, that's true. Yeah. Um. All right. So, what are we gonna watch next week? All right. Well, next week we're actually um transitioning. So we are going from one six week period to another, and that means we're gonna look back on these movies, maybe do a little retrospective on what we just watched. We're going to reveal where we're going next. I will say that it may or may not be um, the year that I graduated high school. If anyone, if any astute listeners can figure out what year. 1984. Yeah, can figure out what that is. Um, yep, it was. It, Child it's genius. Post fifties. Um, <laughs> So we're going to a new time period and we're going to reveal that we're going to look ahead to it. We're going to also talk about some, since we're going to be back in the present day for a week, we're going to check back in with popular culture in 2022. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Um, Hopefully we go back to the right year. Uh, (laughs) We don't want to go back to like 2021 by accident. That would be be lame. So, (laughs) so yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. We're going to, um, look back we're going to look forward and we're going to look straight ahead (laughs) perfect eyes on the road um yeah that's all i've got if you want to uh come aboard for that journey then you can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on apple or spotify or anywhere else you find podcast ashley that's a strap on (laughs) oh i think a jock strap (laughs) (laughs) I am ready, I am ready, I am ready, I am Taffy stuck, tongue tied